guys, welcome to the Katie Helper Show. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show comes from our monthly live taping. Our guests are Nalini Stamp, the National Membership Director for the Working Families Party and the co-creator of Resist Trump Tuesdays. Our other guest is Sarah Jaffe, journalist, writer, and author of the book, Necessary Trouble, Americans in Revolt. You're definitely gonna wanna join our Patreon, and to do that, you go to patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show to get great bonus content. And we give you some great bonus content from this very episode, including a Q&A and debate over the role of violence in the resistance, but also how we should be discussing and covering violence when it does happen. And that gets pretty heated, not contentious, but it's heated. We also bring you seven headlines in under five minutes with journalist Ben Norton. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again. Our first guest all the way to the left is an organizer, (laughs) uh, activist, native New Yorker, and she is the um, National Membership Director for the Working Families Party and the co-creator of a little something called Resist Trump Tuesdays. Put your hands together for Nalini Stamp. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thanks for for coming. Um, I'm just moving so we're more of a semicircle. Okay, cool. Um, And then to my left, um, we we have a journalist. Uh, writer, podcast host, uh, Belabored, uh, is a Nation Institute fellow and writes for places like The Nation, Salon, uh, Dissent in These Times, and is of course the author of this great book, Necessary Trouble, which by the way, Laura Flanders Coles, I'm trying to do her like flattened, muted English accent, Laura Flanders Coles, um, Necessary Trouble is Necessary Reading and Jaffe's Arrival is Something to Celebrate. That's not bad, right? Anyway, thank you. And because Sarah used to li- work at Grit TV. I did. I did. This is how we met. Yeah. Is that how you yeah. met? Oh, yeah. All I remember is that we were at some conference. What was it? We were at some I convention mean, conference thing, and the song Fat Bottom Girls came on. Oh, you going to take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you going to let it all and you were like, Katie, this is our song. And that's how we broke bread. You had me at Fat Bottom Girls. I mean, some things are, you know, important. It's true, yeah. Freddie Mercury is one of them. It's Freddie true. Mercury, by the way, Iranian, gay. Isn't he just, 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 dead? The source, but the thing? Zoroastrian. Oh, yes. So he probably, maybe he's Persian Zoroastrian. I mean, I, all I know is that Mike Pence and Donald Trump would really hate him, so. Well, one would hate him a lot more. Oh, which one, Because he would be bringing stuff up in him. Hmm. How, how, like, queer. You mean the guy that how, calls his wife mother? Yeah. Mother. The, I yeah. feel like that's just a bad old movie. I love you, mommy dears. I love you, Tina, darling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mike Pence is a bad old movie. What's my hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever? $300 dress on a wire hanger? We're going to see how many wire hangers you've got in your closet. (laughs) Yes, mommy dearest. When I asked you to call me that, I wanted you to mean it. Yeah, but at least we have him to... In power. Yeah. We're doing this. (laughs) So this is a... I'm really excited to talk to you guys because a lot of our show, we talk about what could happen, what should happen to to change. We'll talk about, like, 
what would be a good idea? We talked last week about whether a general strike would be a good idea, whether it would be a bad idea. And there's a lot of kind of um, theorizing that happens. And you know, some of us may, may still talk about the Bernie Clinton thing. Uh, I don't know no, why. I Very no self-indulgent and totally irrelevant to how we move forward. But I thought it'd be great to have um, people who are actually kind of doing um, boots on the ground, pavement pounding activity, as well as documenting. Pavement pounding activity. Yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, that's what I'm going to call it next. Yeah. It's going on your business card, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, pavement pounding. Jamie Stamp, membership director and pavement pounding activities. Yeah. Of pavement pounding activities. So, Nalini, could we start with you, and can you tell us a little bit about, just as a start off, how you conceived of the idea of Resist Trump Tuesdays and why it came about and what you guys have done so far? Yeah, um, so I was really infuriated, that, not just after the election, um, but when Jeff Sessions was uh, Donald Trump's first cabinet. Jefferson Jeff Sessions. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson Beauregard. Beauregard Sessions. Yeah. Um, what a foghorn leghorn name that is. Yeah. <laughs> he was born in Selma, Alabama, too, in, <laughs> in like 1930 or something like that. I don't know. He's probably not that old, but... <laughs> um, and I, w I was super infuriated. Uh, a lot of folks were kind of just, I mean, we were just trying to figure out in working families, like, what do we do in this moment? Um, we were expecting to kind of come left to Hillary, <laughs> if we could. Yeah, you know, everybody was expecting that. Well, not everybody. Some people were going to be just fine. Um, right. Um, <laughs> so we were like, yay, white lady one, woo. Right. Um, so, this is my so, fight yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, so we were, you know, it, it was actually like a collaborative idea. It started out with kind of like, we were like, okay, let's get go after the cabinet. Um, this is like the first thing that he's gonna be announcing, even before he's inaugurated. Um, they're probably gonna be terrible, ca if, if, if Beauregard <laughs> Sessions is the first pick, like who knows what's next, and of course, yeah. The hits came coming yeah, in. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You're like, how you know. deep is his bench? Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. It was like, Tillerson, oh, great. Um, you know, it just kept on and on and on and on and on. And we were like, okay, what? We wanted to do actions. And then, you know, somebody was like, let's do something weekly. And we were like, ah, can we? Like, do we actually have the strengths of that? And both my colleague and I were like, resist Trump, resist Tuesdays, Tuesdays, resist Trump Tuesdays. Let's right. just do it every Tuesday, everywhere. Have folks go to their senators and just resist Trump's cabinet. Did um, you have to check with Reverend um, Barber of Moral Mondays? <laughs> no, but it was definitely inspired by that, right? It was definitely inspired by um, Reverend Barber, um, what they have been doing for the last two, three, four years now. Wow, it's been it's been a minute now. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, they, you know, they just actually did their moral march this last weekend, I think, HK on J. Um, and, you know, we saw how going every Tuesday, having a weekly thing, it is, is, is like church, right? You do it for church, you do it for um, any, any, any religious expression experience that you go, you meet um, once a week. And we were just trying to figure out that, 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 that coven. Um, you know, that coven of social justice warriors every week. And one of the things that was really great, too, about, about the Tuesday concept was, one, the lovely Trump Tuesdays um, and how that sounded. And um, also that the first day of the 115th Congress was Tuesday, January 3rd. So we were like, all right, that's it. It's like totally, it's totally meant to be. And we've been doing them since we've, the first one was in December. We did a, a trial run at Senator Gillibrand's office before the holidays. And we asked, we sang, please vote no, please vote no, please vote no. And she kind of did. 
Yeah, she literally did. Yeah. <laughs> so there's eight people who caroled at her office in December, and she went wait. Out. Did you do and it? Jesse was there, and Joel, and so it was. Did you do it like the song "Please Don't Go"? That no, one? no, no, no. Let oh. it snow. Let it. Snow. It was oh, before the holidays, right. and we were like, "Oh, the wet, like oh, Trump's cabinet is frightful." Right. And you know, <laughs> I I want to work with you guys. I want to offer my services. I'm very good at writing covers. That's amazing. Um, I do them with actually our friend Ava Farkas, who some of you may know from the Metropolitan, Coun Metropolitan Council on Housing, uh, executive director, also a lyricist with me. We did what? Sorry. Oh, uh, and she, she uh, and I did that cover that you've all heard of Obama, the the Rihanna Stay song. You know, you are a neolib and you are hawkish, but something in the way you move. Anyway. <laughs> Um, makes me feel like I can't live without you, and, it's, and Trump is really scary, and I want you to stay. Yeah, we played that on the radio, and I also have a music video that you can look at. So Ava helped me with the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, no, terrible. Google Rihanna Stay, Katie Halper, and you'll We're, we're going to need some help with Disney Oh, yeah, stuff. I can do it every we're, week. We're I'm not kidding. I, wanna, soon, so. I need to exercise that yeah. muscle. Yeah. So, is there um, a mailing list for Resist Trump Tuesdays? Okay. Uh, yeah. And how, how is it that you get people organized? Are they, uh, because I've seen the Twitter account, but is there a, hey, we're doing this this Tuesday? Like, how far ahead is the calendar? Not really. I mean, it hasn't been really far ahead. It's, it's a distributive model. We've been doing it really decentralized. Resisthere.org is where we have a bunch of tool, our tool set, the action tools. We have an action map for folks to put up their actions across the country. Mm -hmm. um, people have been just doing, it's really been growing on its own, right? There's Resist Trump Tuesdays, Atlanta, which is great. I just, like, they just started. Las Vegas, Chicago. Um, um, uh, Washington, there. I mean, Seattle, and so people have just been starting it. And what we've been doing is working with what really kind of ca um, the catalyst was doing a call the day after the Women's March with Move On, um, um, Indivisible, and Working Families Party, and it had 60,000 people tuning in. It was actually the largest conference call um, of tuners ever. We just didn't. We like didn't have Guinness on it. So uh, yeah, it was like noted on USA Today as like one of the largest conference calls. And so that kind of was the catalyst. Um, and we are gonna continue to do these Sunday calls, not all the time, but we're gonna do it before, we're having a call this Sunday. Um, and People's Action and Center for Popular Democracy have joined on. And we're also gonna do calls through like near before and after big marches and action so people have something to do after them like the scientist march the science march the tax day march that we're really involved in that's you know because everybody's calling for marches these days it's great it's so crazy yeah. that like there's a scientist march yeah. <laughs> like, I love it I love a political it. climate where the si like it climate. feels like I'm in a movie where the side that you're like yeah, everybody's in white lab coats and they're like no the earth is round and everyone and <laughs> but real we are actually there i mean we've been there for a while but like nobody actually had a march in washington right so now we're like right. oh maybe well, we should do well finally those anyway. eggheads are getting politicized yeah those what eggheads eggheads um i was I, I was a science teacher by the way in a prior life so i want to i want to ask uh, nalini i want to ask you more stuff about kind of organizing and working families party but first i want to bring sarah in mm -hmm. um yeah. And ask you, Sarah, about how your book relates to the Trump victory. Like, when you wrote this, what did you think would happen? And now that he's won, how has that kind of either confirmed or challenged some of the uh, reporting that you've done here? I mean, I, I did not expect Donald Trump to be president. Um, there's only a few people who have told me that they did that I believed. Um, but One of them may have been on the show, Ben Jealous. 
possibly get. I mean, mm, and, and notably, most of them are not white. Um, and, but you know, what I did think was that people in this country are absolutely tired of this, the, well, the neoliberal consensus, the bipartisan sort of agreement around things like charter schools and trade policy and all of these garbage things that exist to make rich people richer. And Donald Trump, um, well, he's full of crap, but like he campaigned very skillfully against these things that people are mad about and that I, at least some of us could have told you that people were mad about. TPP. Um, the TPP, NAFTA. Um, you know, when you roll into Indiana, I did a reporting trip to Indiana this summer, and you say Clinton in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they hear NAFTA. And the fact that Hillary Clinton did not see fit to campaign in places that have been devastated by policies that are associated with her last name, fairly or unfairly, was a huge mistake. And, and you know... Whether or not we thought that like the distribution of a few million votes was going to be slightly different than it was, um, I could have told you that people were mad at the things they're mad at, and I, I keep thinking about this guy that I actually start the book with, this guy J.D. Meadows, who was on, we started talking about Grit TV. He was a guest on Grit TV in early 2010, and... He was a guy who had joined the Tea Party, and he had joined the Tea Party because he was mad about bank bailouts and the Benchcraft plant in his town getting shut down and moving to China. Sounds and the, reasonable. And he's in Ripley, <laughs> Mississippi, and you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there is no Working Families Party in Ripley, Mississippi, although there might be now. Who knows? Um, We're going to start it. <laughs> any listeners who are from Ripley, Mississippi and want to start a Working Families Party, I bet Nalini can help you. Yep. I, I'm huge in uh, Ripley, Mississippi. I, you never know, man. <laughs> uh, I... The fact that there have been like women, there were like women's marches in like tiny towns of a couple hundred people. Like, who the hell knows who's listening? Um, But anyway, JD might be listening. If he does, call me. me. Um, (laughs) But you know, but like this, this is a thing that that we could have told you people were mad about. And like, I also didn't expect Bernie Sanders to get like 12 or 13 million votes or whatever it was he got, right? I thought he was going to get like 10 or 15% of a Democratic primary. And that was going to be that. And so I was completely shocked by mm-hmm. that as well, even though, like, again, I could have told you what people are mad about. Right. The fact, the amount of anger and the amount of willingness to just, like, literally sort of throw a bomb at the system um, is, is a thing that, you know, at least some of us have been paying attention to for a while. And how do you guys kind of... Well, I'll, I'll ask you, uh, Nalini, about Working Families Party. So what is your, and you can answer it on behalf of yourself or the, or the party, but what, I feel like a big struggle is to navigate between people who are, there's like a Venn diagram of people, right? And there are people who are lost causes and we're never going to reach them and they're going to, you know, die voting for as many KKK members as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then there are people who are in the middle and who, it's, when I was younger, like, in college, I went to Wesleyan, I have flashbacks about this, but I was so like, if you've ever uttered a homophobic word in your life, a racist word in your life, you are a, a racist homophobe. And like, I have no respect, for, I mean, maybe not that much, but basically that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And I'm really embarrassed by that, honestly, just in large part because it's just so stupid um, pra- on a pragmatic level. Also, there's a lot of classism tied up into it, but how do we kind of know who our audience is and how to reach them and how to explain things to people in a way that speaks to them and also kind of makes appeals to their self-interest but kind of a larger fairness 
doctrine, if you will. Yeah. So, you know, definitely the nationalists are a lost cause, right? Like these, you know, um, the, uh, I think most of the folks who, who follow Richard Spencer, if there are any left. Like um, no Pepe Oh, those yeah, no Pepe Frost. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, they're like, they're, they're lost cause. Um, I think, so uh, my, 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 uh, I have someone very close to me, I'm not going to say who, but very, very close. Um, you could say I'm almost her daughter, but not really, uh, voted for Trump. Um, and her whole family did. Um, she's married into my family. Um, and Divorce is, is not very expensive, depending <laughs> on what you I mean, it's complicated. It's not, it's not mine. So, um, and, um, you know, she, she said that she voted for, she lives in Long Island. Um, she said she voted for Trump because she really didn't believe half of the rhetoric that right. he said on the, the wall and all this stuff, and she, but she just couldn't bring herself to vote for That's Hillary. That's just locker room talk. You know? Yeah. Well, no, not no. She was disgusted by that stuff. It was actually the like. It was actually the the. She didn't believe he was actually going to drain the swamp. Right. She didn't believe that he was actually going to build a wall. Right. She didn't believe. You know, the stuff that she was disgusted by at the end still did not sway her. Um, but she could not. She did think that Hillary's ties to Wall Street were a little bit too uncomfortable, right. and at least. Um, for a politician and how she was. She doesn't like NAFTA, um, you know? And so I think that the, and, and honestly, when Working Families was founded, was actually founded for these folks, like Reagan Democrats, um, to, to speak to them. And, and, and this same woman voted on our line against Carl Paladino in 2010 on the WFP line, because she won't vote on the Democratic line. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's like the beauty of fusion voting. Fusion voting's not everywhere. But in Mississippi, it is legal on the books. So if you have listened to Mississippi, Mississippi, um, <laughs> get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. Um, but I do think that I mean I think that there's a couple things. One, we also have to expand the base. I think many people, the Democratic Party has abandoned and taken advantage of uh, people of color, young people of color, um, for a really long time. For the last couple of years, as the movement for Black and lives, and old people of color now, and yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I think it, they're there's not a generation. They're not, yeah, yeah, they're not ageist in it, right? They're not ageist in it, but particularly what I was gonna say is like that we've had a large movement for Black Lives, and Democrats with the way that they were responding, like you know, police charging their police forces to right. to beat people up, and when now like De Blasio's like you know, ah, oh, police, you know. Like the police are acting way differently than than they were when it was the movement for Black Lives in the streets. Yeah. And so I do think that like I I think that we have to I think we have to expand the base. We can't just I think for so many times we said oh the we'll wait for the rising yeah. American majority electorate and you, that's all talk. You actually have to organize those folks, right? And that has to be their communities organizing those people. And then I do think that like. I, I mean, I've, I've said this for a really like, long time, and I don't know how to say it, but white folks, you got to get your cousins together. Like, we, I mean, you know, it is. Are the you duty. talking about more white barbecues? Uh, yeah. It, it, stop stop, stop trying to come to our white barbecues, man. Wednesdays. Y'all stop Wednesdays. trying to come to our barbecues and have your own. Yeah, there you go. Wednesday. It's, it's great. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, you know, we, there, uh, there's, uh, there's often times where I've been in rooms for years, never know how to say it, but always would just talk with my, you know, people of color friends. I'm like, all these white folks think that they're going to organize communities of color. Right. And I just think that there's a, a wide base of people to, to be organized, and, that, and that's what should happen. And, there, and I think that, so it's, it's both. It's expand, it's actually getting towards the folks who are disenfranchised in the South, people of color, right? There's a reason why people of color it's not that, oh, they're just going to sit home and vote. But, like, black women, we showed up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. White woman, y'all didn't. Well, you did. Well, yeah, you did. Yeah. But you yeah. didn't for Trump. So yeah. I think that that's a really. I mean, I think that's important, and we also have to. I, I hear a lot of rhetoric of like, oh, now we have to, you know, and funder spaces, and oh, we have to now target the white working class, and now it's like this whole shift as if well, we have, should abandon these things. And every election, every. Yeah. F- for my lifetime <laughs> as a semi-adult human who is paying attention, every election, every four freaking years, white working class, white working class, white working class, like what does that even mean? They don't know what it means. Yeah. Every election it means something slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it means people in Wisconsin who voted for Scott Walker not once, not twice, but three times and somehow <laughs> somehow the Clinton campaign took for granted. Um, <laughs> we can leave that alone. But like. Yeah, this this idea of like, I don't know. Anyway, we is the white working class. Was it in the last election? Was that Joe the plumber? I mean, it's it's every time, right? You remember Joe the plumber in two thousand eight, right? Yeah, Joe the plumber, who was like <laughs> a guy who was neither named Joe nor a plumber. Um, he plumber identified though, and you can't. Uh, take he that did. Off. He did. That's true. Okay, he identified as Joe the plumber. He's like, I um, fixed pipes. Yeah. But identified. Right. Who was like? Who was convinced that he was going to start his plumbing business and he was going to make two hundred thousand dollars a year and didn't want to be above the tax increase right. that Obama was saying, which was like the world's mildest tax increase. Also, nobody understands yeah. how tax brackets work, which is a whole right. other thing that we can talk about for a while. But. Um, this, yeah, there's always a new way to fetishize some sort of white working class, which always means like white men of a certain sort of background in a certain part of the country, which shifts a little bit every time. And yeah, and it's, it's like people pretend it's not identity politics. It's the most like blatant identity yeah. politics ever. But how much of this is, I mean... I hate to sound like I'm being like, who will speak for the working class white man? <laughs> Which, and you know, I have no... They are not hurting for people speaking for them. Right. But and the entire media right now is trying to figure out how to right. speak for them. Most of them badly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I guess it's, it's the old Marxist in me or something, but <laughs> what is, I mean, how are we supposed to... And there's there, nothing wrong with that. There, there are two issues, right? One is like, there's a, I, I keep saying this, but one is a moral, um, ethical issue, right? Of like, who do we have empathy? Who gets empathy, and who deserves patience or whatever, and who deserves a chance? That's one thing. The other thing is just like on a pragmatic level. Like we know the way things work. There's an electoral college. There's votes. Um, you could think of of certain sectors of society as whatever. Insert the like super disdainful, contemptuous term. Deplorables. Deplorables. Yes as deplorables, backwoods, whatever, mm-hmm. joke about not having a lot of teeth or like a whole family to have a full set of Or, teeth, blah, blah, you blah. know, we think that certain people deserve to have their health care taken away because they voted a certain way. <laughs> yeah. Not that anybody wrote that Or what post. was that thing about, um, at the, what, 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 oh, you mean uh, the Daily Coast? Is that her Daily yeah. Coast? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was like, thank Shoot. you for, for showing what we've kind of been saying I mean, is a right, contempt is like. An understatement for that, very, right? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's very rarely a good look. Um, right. Yeah, I'm not a masochist. Like, never... it's, it's, it's really not a good look. I'm like, ooh, you know? hate me now. I'm going to vote for right? you. Like, who, like, yeah, but that's the thing that's so funny is like, it's so, all the stuff that these people said, not to take it back to the Bernie Hillary, that's clearly not about Bernie. <laughs> I'm basically saying neoliberal versus what? Real progressive? Is that what it's for? I mean, we're we a bunch of socialists. We're a bunch of commies. It's fine. For, but... the, for the rest of the, of the anti-Hillary folks who are clearly more anti-Trump. Um, but like, the left. The left. Yeah, the real left. We are the left. 
Yeah, we kind are. Of. <laughs> um, leave that hilarious. one alone too. Yeah, we oh, we talked about that. We had Amber Lee Frost and Claude Bear on that the show alone. to talk about it. Um, alone. So, wow. uh, like the so the the example what was in Pittsburgh where they were. They were cele- Where were they celebrating the, the Daily Coast thing where they were celebrating? Oh, in Appalachian. Oh, general. Appalachian. Whatever. To me, yeah, Pittsburgh I mean, Pittsburgh, is Appalachia. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there are a lot of things. Right. But, like, but don't they get that it's like, it's not, I get the, like, the, that's what you say to your friends behind closed doors. Like, those people. Yeah, I mean, there, there are, like, some level, like, like there's, there's, like, anger that you can right, have that is right. justified that, like, I can be real. Like, my parents voted for Trump, and I've had a very hard time talking right. to my parents since the election. Right. I managed to have a fight with my parents on Thanksgiving not about while not even going home for Thanksgiving. Oh. Like, I was in New York, and Peter and I were just... He, back there um we're just sitting around the house and i still managed to have a phone call with my dad in which we got in a screaming fight um I and it wasn't even about columbus it was not about columbus um or israel well it was sort of about israel oh, well, that's another story um, but, like, but like this is like i understand the anger and the genuine like how could you vote for this how could you do this how could you listen to what he said and think that that was okay like that's real it's also not a great political program. Exactly. Which, like your feel, I wrote a piece once upon a time called "Your Feelings Are Not Politics," which is oh, still yeah. true. Where was that? Um, at Dame Magazine, which I've wow, like, yeah. Sarah, you bless that place. Hey, they I mean, let me write good. whatever the hell I want. Yeah. They're very good to me. Do people vote with their feelings or with? Oh, absolutely, and that's yes. the thing. That's not facts. Yeah, that was like part of the, the part of the part of the problem was everybody trying to be like these are all the facts and the reasons why yeah. Trump is terrible right. and nobody can. Yeah. Well, that's why when people were like, well, Hillary's may not be appealing, but that's not her fault. It's like, yeah, it's not, except she's just not a good candidate. Like, since (laughs) when do Americans vote for, like, real policy positions? Well, and also, like, real policy positions that they didn't... I mean, we're... Oh, my God, I really don't want to renegotiate the the election. We're not relitigating it. This is a step forward. I live in the Hudson Valley. I live about an hour and a half north of the city. And I can tell you what. I saw an ad from... With Ivanka Trump sitting on a couch with her... Whatever... Um, talking about how her father was going to give me paid family leave. I did not see an ad for Hillary Clinton talking about how Hillary Clinton was going to give me paid family leave. If I was not a person who spends nine or ten hours a day staring at the computer reading political news, who would I have thought gave a crap about paid family leave? Beyonce Beyonce and by extension Hillary Clinton. Well, I mean, Beyonce... But you need her to get on board with that, yeah. Beyonce was busy doing other things, and and slightly, in fact, more important and further left things. Right. Yeah. It's um, at the Super Bowl than, last year. Yeah. Right. So much better than this year's so Super Bowl. Better, yeah. So much. I mean, I'm really upset. Beyonce, and also, Beyonce was like throwing down and donating money to like yeah. people out of right. jail. Right. Like Beyonce oh, put yeah. real money on real shit. Put real money on stuff. Put Beyonce and Colin Kaepernick. Like if, 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 actually, what should have happened was uh, Beyonce should have been Hillary's campaign manager. Or and bo- then, and then like 2020, she should. Beyonce have. I'm gonna take um, one step further. How about Oshun as her? How about instead of Tim Kaine? Oh, why not Beyonce instead of Tim Kaine? Yeah. No, I, I really actually. Why not yeah. anyone instead of? I actually want Beyonce and Maxine Waters to be the ticket in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I love just Maxine. One Waters. woman, just Beyonce. one woman ticket. No, yeah, yeah, Beyonce and Maxine. Oh, I mean, he, Maxine I mean, Waters. Beyonce part. Oh. I was like, yeah, Maxine Waters could hold it down for two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she also she could. could. Yeah. I mean, this face Waters should hold it down. <laughs> But so yeah, yeah, this election. So you know, I mean, but just, how do we do that? Because isn't do do part what? of it that like run Beyonce? For how president? do we? No, how do we? How do we handle the 
not, oh my God. I just feel like identity politics is, is, can, is huge, is huge. And it can like huge. break or make us, right? And well, and we should understand, again, that like the way that the white working class is discussed these days is not actually about class in like a Marxist sense or even a sociological mm -hmm. sense. It's mm -hmm. literally in a white dude identity politics sense. It's literally oh. like it's because I mean, if we want to talk about class in America, there are a whole lot of things we have to talk about, even if we want to break it down in like sociological terms as opposed to just like straight like the proletariat terms. There's still a lot of complicated shit. But like when we when Trump says the working class, what he thinks about is like some white dudes who work in environmentally destroying industries and factories. And like those things are real. And the fact that those people have been completely abandoned by both parties, basically everyone. And you know, we, we say like, okay, well, you know, coal mines should go away. That's great. Coal right. mines should go away. In fact, there used to be labor leaders in the coal industry who would say things like, we need to create a world where no man has to go down into the bowels of the earth to drink coal, who was, like by Trump the way, guy? assassinated by, well, the, <laughs> hey man, Trump <laughs> comes out of the miners. That's the, and Richard That's Trump comes out of yeah. like the, yeah. Um, no, this is Jacques Blonsky, who was actually, his oh, entire yeah. family was assassinated by his rival in the miners union, which is a whole really complicated, fascinating story. What decade is this? Uh, 70s. Pre-Harlan County, post-Harlan County? I'm just trying to. We'll look it up later. We'll make a um, timeline. Post Harlan County. Hey, but kid, this, kid yeah. Okay. Coal miner um, activist history. Get involved. Figure it out. Get it. Some shit. Get it. Um, Hashtag Blonsky, Black Lung Miners for Democracy. Um, but this, but I know this Miner's Life. I know the song Miner's Life. Miner's Life is like so, a sailor. Anyway, so, we'll talk about that later. But like the, the, the idea of, of identity politics being like code for politics that includes anybody who isn't a white guy. Oh no, sorry, no, 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 like, that's not what I mean. I mean you know. the, no, no, no. I think I know, yeah. I, I mean the Cory Booker as king oh, thing. And, Cory Booker. And it's not like, I'm not, I'm not a. I hate Cory Booker, All the cool. stuff doesn't matter. I'm not a, like, it's all class. Booker. It's all class and none of that matters at all. I'm not that at all. And the big irony is all the people who are accused of being like vulgar, um, Marxist, Marxist, Marxist. Uh, class reductionists, <laughs> are like way more uh, attentive to race stuff and they see an interconnection than the people who talk about race and don't see any relevance of class, right? Um, but I do, that I am worried that like uh, it, it'll be used the way it was this time as a way to kind of push the neoliberal agenda in a way that seems woke, mm -hmm. right? Because no one's gonna be like, that's too much healthcare. We don't wanna give people that much healthcare. So they're just gonna be like this guy with like, 10 penises coming out of his hands, which he well, waves in Hillary's face. Was it uh, the Keith Ellison uh, was running? Yeah. He's is, running, is he's running, running yeah. for he's a DNC running. chair, and, yeah. and one of the guys who was coming out against him uh, was uh, saying that because he's Muslim, he won't understand LGBTQ. Who's that? Uh, really? Keith Ellison. Can we talk about he's Keith Ellison? So woke. We're so no, woke. we're going to bring it all back around uh, to Nazi punching. Yeah. 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 Everybody's favorite topic. Um, so this is a story I should give credit to my boyfriend who's sitting in the back of the room here, um, who is from Minneapolis, where Keith Ellison is also from, where Keith Ellison made his bones as a young civil rights attorney, among other things, defending a guy who punched a Nazi in the face, possibly with the Nazi's own brass knuckles. Oh, that's, that's a, that's so, a Keith Ellison is on the side of the Antifa. But I thought we had to be all nonviolence. Nah, no. Oh, well, I mean, we can go. Let's. <laughs> we should Wait, go I want to go, go there. I want to go there. I do. I want to go. 
Wait, I think we, we should go to the Nazi punching Nazi and punching. general strike. Whether or not we, I mean, you no, made. No, no, oh my god. We were, we're but gonna... no, no, keep going. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not cutting you guys off. Oh yeah. No, I think. Um, well, one thing I do have to say identity politics really quickly is that I think we we do have to find. A, I think the the left still is in our language in our. And this is always what I struggled with identifying as, I mean, I identify, I'm on the socialist communist spe spectrum, but for a while I used to be like, I'm not identifying myself with shit because it's really academic. I didn't right. go to college. Yeah, I'm a high school alienated. dropout. I'm pushed out of my neighborhood that we're in right now. Like, I, you know, like there's just tons of things of things, right? That like, just is, that I think that the left does to actually push out people without us knowing it. And the way that we talk about identity sometimes is that very framework, right? What, I mean, you said yourself in college was right, kind right, of right. like, rah, 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 right, right, right. and I was that way during Occupy when I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I really, this is really problematic. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so, um, I, blah. I'm gonna have to uh, interrogate that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unpack it. Yeah, yeah, let me just unpack. <laughs> I need a point of process right now, so. <laughs> so, um, so that's what I just think, and we need to, we need to start to figure it out. So that's all I'll say about that. And I actually do think that like, following black and brown leadership, um, especially black and brown working class leadership, helps in that fight. Right. Black, like, you know, like that's, I mean, that's what I've noticed. Hanging in spaces like um, mi gente and, and with yeah. trans folks that are, 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 are working class, that are, you know, they're, they're not talking about it like we talk about it in academic circles, and that's really important. Um, punching Nazis in favor. Um, and so all that's all I have to say. If the, if the kids from Stranger Things, like we, we can't, I, again, it, it enforces that we're gonna talk down to someone of like, oh, that, is it, like, that isn't the way forward, or you become them. Yeah. Or like, you know, I can understand if somebody says, I don't think this is the way to win. Totally, totally, exactly. And I can engage somebody in that. Right. If somebody says an absolute statement about it, I'm just like, you know what, I'm really sorry, I don't care. And not only that, like, there's a lot of people who have a lot of data sets, and yes, I'm gonna go there. Like, Do people it. who have data sets <laughs> of like, this is the, this is the data sets of nonviolence, and this is why right. I, do this and like a lot of those data sets a don't include latin america Spec at all yeah we gotta give respect it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it, it's really eurocentric again so we're reinforcing certain things it it, it doesn't include it literally doesn't include like if you if you go to anything in latin america right. there's usually like there is usually people who are like have like machetes and all these things, and that is a norm. That is yeah. not. That oh is not a. Now all these defending. white people are gonna leave here, like oh my not traveling to yeah, Latin America because like, yeah. people are just swinging their machetes. <laughs> don't, by don't, don't sing. Yeah, to be said, uh, machetes are like a working class tool down yeah. there, so it's well, not yeah, the same I mean, as like walking right. around New York City. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's 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 true. But I just think you might be like you know just. But what is our working class tools? I mean, we have working class tools. Anyway, that's a whole nother. But I do think that we we I think that we so. The folks who have the data sets and have the tools, like they're all. It's also not about. It's not. A, it's a, a lot of it is about. Oh well, how successful? But what right. is success? Right. Success yeah. to certain people stability, is that. Oh, it's yeah. not a civil war right. in ten years. Okay. that's really like if that's right. like your your your, your north totally. star that it doesn't that's break really into point. civil war. Right. What is actually your what is actually the change that you seek? And I think that's a bi that's a big thing. And also like the reality is too is that we we are getting faced with a regime. It's not like right. and and I do think that I mean I still practice nonviolence. I'm a nonviolent direct action trainer. I like you know and I 
think, but I'm never gonna condemn anybody. And I want us to do more militant, nonviolent action where we're, we're putting our bodies, locking arms, and going on the, uh, like, the defense, pushing ourselves and our bodies into the cops and into the state when they need us, right? And I want to see more militant actions like that happen across the country, taking over buildings. I wanna see some of the stuff that we've had in their history in the past in this country. It's nothing new. And I am Boston. not gonna, yeah, I am not, the Young Lords, the Black Panthers, Young Lords taking over hospitals. Yeah. We might need to do that to protect what it, you know, what what we have left. I'm just not gonna sit and like type out, man. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I'm not at non, like not, like I'm always gonna be nonviolent and like you're stupid and it's like, right. all right, good luck. Right. Well, and again, <laughs> we should write a nonviolent, nonviolent manifesto or something. Yeah. But it, it's really, it's. I mean, right there, there are so many levels here that annoy the crap out of me, and they've been. I mean, like I, I emailed a friend of mine. This uh oh, week. you lost a real some really someone really into nonviolence. You did. No, 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 that's my husband. I know. Love you, Joel. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, he's, like, I, he's like, I'm not. Yeah, I think that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna go occupy there, a there Long is Island. There's a hospital that needed <laughs> occupying. Yeah, Long Island College. Here. Um, yep. I but was born so, there. like, LA you know, I was, I was Long Island College oh, Hospital. Yeah, it was on Atlantic. I was born there. It, it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, that's another story. Yeah. Um, but. So, I was, yeah, I emailed my friend Susie Cagle, excellent journalist um, from Oakland, this week, and I was just like, so everybody's talking about the black block and a general strike. How did we get back to 2012? I mean, Katie, um, maybe she may have listened to the Katie Halper show last week. We are, we are back same. in 2012. We are here. Um, shit has not changed. And it's really interesting to me, and this is like a, a commentary on sort of who fetishizes nonviolence when, that... Ferguson, shit got burned down. Like a like a quick. Baltimore, hour. shit got burned the down. The CBS was huge, and That's white people, people were to not care. talking about nonviolence in that way. And the not way organizers. that it, right, general white folks were no, talking but about even, it. But even but then, like it was still there were there were like Vox running articles that were like riots work, like mainstream sort of liberal. Well, that was uh, what's his name, like, and he got in trouble. Oh, no, that was a different story. That was Twitter. Oh, what's his name um, again, though? Um, yeah, Renton. Yeah, but no, but there was, there was a, like, there was space given to the idea that when you push people beyond all tolerance, they will break, and they will then break shit. And that, that, and not only that they will break shit, but, like, the shit that they break has a reason. Like, the fact that, like, check-cashing stores get set on fire mm -hmm. is, like, we should probably accept that as a principle, that, like, we should set check-cashing stores on fire. Like... But they are a horrible, 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 horrible predatory institution that should be destroyed. Took my money so you're saying there was an opening for accepting that and people were and, sympathetic and, and, towards and it? Yeah, and okay. now when it's read as sort of white people and it's also read okay. as challenging American political institutions and processes in a way that like, we, we like to pretend that racism is outside of the institutions of this country where it's yeah. fundamental it's to them all. Like the Electoral Sarah. College exists to give white men who own slaves more votes. My uncle called it a slaveocracy. It a literally is a slaveocracy, yeah. And so we like to pretend that, but like, you know, there was, there was some article that was like wringing hands about people saying not my president about Trump and they were like if you say not my president you might as well not say not my constitution I'm like it's not my constitution not. It didn't give me the right to vote until two fifths of it. I'll claim two fifths of it and that's it of the constitution I know I was just trying to be you know <laughs> <laughs> 
like literally, I, I'll give you the first and the fourteenth. Um, the second. I only care about the second. The fourteenth. The rest. Um, yeah, no, I'd, like, I'd be okay with the Constitution not even being around. I'm fine like, with it. It's like I, an, it's like DOS. Like, haven't we moved on to like? <laughs> like, aren't that we on like a new operating office. system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. but I love it. It's, it's the same totally principle. Good. People are like, you know what? Bernie Sanders wasn't even a Democrat. Or like, you're oh, no, no, no. Like, what? Do you, you don't even get your audience who you're speaking to. Like, you're, you know, we're, no, I mean, anyway. it's, it's yeah, like. He's outreach director. He's not a good Democrat. What'd oh, you say? Oh, no. He's outreach director of the Democrats. They're like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, they're like, they, we'd they're like, like you to bark people into the comedy club, but you're not going to get on stage. Because he's not necrotic enough. They really want necrotic people there. Like, he's too, he gives up too much life. He's too much of a life affirming presence. I mean, we want to open this, by the way, to speaking of life and bringing it in yeah, and opening and it up. Audience. We want to open it up to questions. Um, Grayson, do we have an extra mic that people can talk on? If not, I'll, I'll gladly give mine up. Really? Unexpected <laughs> thing from Katie Halper, right? <laughs> Selfless. Gabe laughed a little too hard at that. That's um, a general strike. What was it last week? I was saying how I was very strong-willed a couple weeks ago as a child. And my mom made me quit piano because I would throw tantrums. And I was like, apparently I was very strong-willed as a child. And Gabe was like, you're kidding. Shocking. Yeah, I know. I'm shocked, Katie. But I was, it was very, it was very self-inwardly uh, directed or whatever. Um, but we want to open the floor up yes. to uh, any comments and questions yeah. you guys have. But can you come up? Oh, hey, I didn't even see you there. Yeah. And uh, you just talk, talk into yeah, the talk mic. To and the, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, Grace and Melissa, we're going to take questions. Is that cool? Any, and it's going to be recorded, right? Hell yeah. Sounds working everything. Okay. <laughs> we're going to make people line up over here behind this gentleman yeah, who I don't it. know, but you can. By Katie's microphone. Hi. So, totally feeling the not immoral to respond to terrible things sometimes with violence. Yeah, but I guess my whack a mole. But my question is like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> there you go. You want to like pace and do a TED talk? <laughs> I guess like having consumed a lot of right wing media recently, not because That's I believe in it. Um, but but they're but they they're very effective at using violence on the left, or even if it's like not quite the left, to try to discredit us and turn off all the people in the middle. And I guess my question is like, you guys seem to have mixed feelings about it. In what possible sense is it strategic for us to do those things? I don't really understand. I, to me, it seems like strict nonviolence is, seems very clearly like the most strategic But even if right. you do strict nonviolence, they're still going to accuse you of all sorts of garbage. Like, it's Breitbart doesn't tell the truth, guys. And to hear our debate about this issue, as well as Ben Norton's headlines, just go to patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. And please rate and review us on iTunes.